Hey, Joe, your Pet Boys Tech here. Over the years, I've helped a lot of customers keep their vacations safe. Just a little prevention is always better than risking your trip. So stop by Pep Boys and save 50 bucks off any Wagner Premium Brake Service. And before you travel, we'll check your fluids and alignment, as well as rotate and fill your tires for free. Pep Boys uses the highest quality brands for the best prices around. You have my word. Offer through May 27th with mail-in rebate. Free services for rewards members. See restrictions at PepBoys.com. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. Roseanne has been canceled as it should be, but a spinoff may be in the works. BW3 says they were hacked on Twitter and a spokesperson has apologized. And according to Tanasha, she didn't set the bar. Bitch, she is the bar. What's good, y'all? This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, Jen Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession you better go ahead and get it done. You better go ahead and scream like your life depend on it right now. What's going on with you? How you feeling? I'm doing good, you know. Just another day, another glass of Moscato, another day to be classy. <laughs> you know, another day to keep moving forward, to keep pushing, to fuck all the haters and the Trump supporters. You know, yeah. I'm great. How are you doing, Miss Angel How Vandrina? Work? Um, you know, it, it is wedding season like hell. So oh, wow. that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> stress on top of stress, but in the end it'll all be worth it. That's what I keep telling myself, just to keep pushing and you know. And just realize I am blessed and I am in a great situation. You yeah, know? you are. And I just have to appreciate it sometimes. Sometimes I take it for granted, but you know, because I'm so like anxious. To, yeah, I'm just like so anxious to you know move forward and to pursue whatever I want to pursue. But you know, there's nothing like the struggle. Like you have to find you know peace in the struggle. You have to yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. you don't truly appreciate what you have if you haven't worked for it, if you haven't wholeheartedly worked for it. And that's what I'm trying to yep. continue to tell myself. But, it, I mean, in the end, it, it's it's all good, you know. Not that's too bad. Good. It could be worse. But how about for yourself? What's been going on? How was your weekend? Well, weekend was really nice. Um, I pretty much relaxed all weekend, went out, did some grocery shopping, had to get some break, my brakes fixed. Um, so I got that done and yeah, it was just a smooth weekend. My son was with his grandma, so that was really nice. And he didn't call us all weekend. He had a great time with his grandparents. So, I mean, it's crazy because my mom and uh, my stepdad, they went to go visit his friend yesterday because, um, you know, they, every time they go to Chicago, they go and visit, you know, all the friends because everybody lives, like, on, on everybody's little block away from each other. And, more, and no, 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 yeah, that was on Saturday, yes. Yeah. So, and then um, today he got a phone call that his friend died that he wanted to go see last night. And I'm like, whoa, that is Whose friend died? My said that. His friend, his childhood oh. friend. You know, okay. he had, uh, they, he just went to go see him last night. And, you know, he spoke and they had a good time to talk for 20 minutes. And today they got a phone call that he died. Like, how crazy is that? No, so, that is crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. So it just once again, like you said, you know, everything is worth it in the end, and you just really have to be blessed and thankful that you are where you are because you just don't know what can happen. And I've been seeing death so much lately; it's been really scary. And so it's just like, yeah, you know what? Like, don't freak out. Don't get people. Don't let people upset you. You know what I'm saying? And just keep moving mm-hmm. forward. And I really had to tell myself that the other day, y'all, because let me tell you, let me tell you. Tell us, I'm going to tell you because it's crazy. So I'm driving, okay, and this is by, it's the intersection, and the intersection has um, the arrow light. So it's like, okay, I, I didn't go past arrow. It was on yellow. It was turning red. I had my son in the back. I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't going to rush past that light. And then on top of that, another person was coming straight who they, they had a red light, not even an arrow, a red light. And, you know, had I went, I could have got hit. So I'm like, thank God I didn't go. It's this bitch in the back of me with a pink-ass motherfucking wig on, okay? Just beeping her horn all up in the, the mirror, cussing, like, you stupid bitch. This, I'm like, bro, and I'm on the phone with my girlfriend. So I'm like, this bitch is tripping mine. She's just beeping her horn, just going mm-hmm. off. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's getting on my nerves. And so I laugh, you know what I'm saying, and I keep it moving. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't even pay her no attention, but she's still in the back, even as I'm looking, like, now, now it's time for the cars, you know, aside of me to go straight. She's beeping her damn horn like a bitch. This is a red arrow. I cannot go right now. Like, what are you doing? And so next thing you know, as soon as the light turned green, I was ready because I go that way often. As soon as the arrow turned green, I go and I turn before, bro, this bitch just gets a beep in her horn and going off. Oh, my God. I lost it. <laughs> I oh, lost it, girl. This is horrible. I had to pull over to the side. I rolled my window down. I was telling the bitch was good. Like, what, what the hell am I going to do? Like, you know, right. big pregnant ass. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Nigga, getting you know you still would have been out there scrapping, not giving a fuck, man. Oh, my like, God. Like, pregnant as hell fighting. This book is hell. Like, <laughs> I'm like, angel. But I was so mad. My hands started shaking and shit. And she in his raggedy. I'm not even gonna go there, but like, <laughs> and then, you, know, you know, you probably was crescendoing like, bitch, what's good? What's good? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I sure was. And my, and my girl was like, oh my god, calm down, calm down. And I'm like, no, fuck this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole, you know, you get mad. How the man voice right. come out you in real life? Right. So I'm sitting up there sounding like a whole dude, like worn off, like you know. Ended up catching up with her at a light. Gee, up there looking forward, looking like, I need to get this crap. Like, just looking crazy with that pink wig on. I'm like, wow. Like, this is a mess. As dark as you are, you got this bright-ass wig on your head, and you got the audacity to have it slipped up. Girl, girl. Right. <laughs> so, what anyway, was she doing? y'all. What, what was she doing? I don't know. I don't know. But she was a mess. She was a mess all the way. So, you guys. I had to calm myself down. I said, Angel, why are you letting a bitch in a pink wig piss you off? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it sounds like she just got a car. It's like her first time driving, and she just feels like this is how I'm supposed to drive, and she don't really know what the fuck she's doing. This is a grown-ass woman older than me, okay? Looked like she was at least, like, 39, 38. Like, this is not her first car at all. She was literally in a rush. She looked like she was, like, going to go get something like that bitch was like hurry up like move on my way like but i'm not gonna put my son in no danger like this is ridiculous right or myself so anyways y'all thank you so much for 
tuning in and listening to us today. Before we get into these hot topics, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and of course, this podcast from Blog Talk. And send us those confessions at confessions at number two us at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. And tag us in that drama. All right? Jen, why don't you go ahead and hit them with that confession question of the day? Confession question. Confession question. Have you ever experienced a near-death experience? Again, have you ever experienced a near-death experience? And let's get into those confessionals. Miss Angel Vondrina. All right, y'all. So according to HollywoodReporter.com, ABC, in a stunning move, has decided to cancel Roseanne, um, her revival following the stars, Roseanne Barr's racist tweet on Tuesday. Roseanne's Twitter statement, is abhorred, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values, and we have decided to cancel her show, ABC Entertainment. President Channing Doogie said Tuesday. Early Tuesday, the star, head writer, and executive producer, Barr, attacked Valerie Jarrett, President Barack Obama, in a since-deleted tweet in which she said, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals BJ. Barr subsequently apologized. I apologize to Valerie Jared, and to all Americans. I'm truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and her looks. I should have known better. Forgive me. My joke was in bad taste. Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Inger also weighed in on the decision to cancel Roseanne. There was only one thing to do here, and that was the right thing, he said. Barr returned to Twitter late Tuesday with an apology to the writers, cast, and crew who all lost their jobs Tuesday, and a plug for an upcoming interview. Don't feel sorry for me, guys. I just want to apologize to the hundreds of people and wonderful writers, all liberal and talented actors who lost their jobs on my show due to my stupid tweet. I will be on Joe Rogan's podcast Friday, she wrote. Now, as of yesterday, we heard from IndieWire.com, as soon as Roseanne was canceled earlier this week, people began wondering whether they'd see this last show. And now there's a possibility um, that a spinoff that's focusing on Sarah Gilbert's uh, single mom character, Darlene, is a possibility, as I just mentioned. So, Jean, what are your thoughts on uh, the fact that it was canceled and then now that there is a possible spinoff? Um, well, as long as Roseanne isn't involved, then, I mean, <laughs> okay. You know, I just don't fuck Roseanne. You know, she's a wide-body bitch with a um, <laughs> neck that looks kind of rolly. You know, roly poly Um But, I mean, I I kind of feel bad for as far as the writers and the, you know, the cast. cast. Crew, yeah. But as far, like, I, I feel bad for the crew because the crew, they just, you know, they worked on whatever. They just need a fucking job. The people, the lower right. end people, the PAs and, you know, but as far as, you know, the actual writers and the people that, you know, have a say-so in this for dealing with her. Um, I mean, I, I can't really feel sorry for her. Like, you, you knew what you were signing up for. You knew that this woman was a known racist and she is a conspiracy kind of, you know, Kanye-ish, making up shit out the side of her neck kind of bitch. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep, yep. I can't. I can't. I mean, from from what I heard, though, I I didn't watch the show because I didn't want to support Roseanne. Um, but from what I heard, um, is that she was a Trump supporter, but kind of the everyone around her was not. 
And so it was kind of like making fun of her. And if you like would watch the show, then um, like you would have learned that it was more so like making fun of like this people, but it got spent to be like this all right show, but it was not meant to be an all right show. It was just like trying to show like how ignorant, you know, a Trump supporter could be, you know. Mm. Um, but still, I, I don't, I, I, I don't care. You know, fuck Roseanne. Right, and then the fact yeah. that like she tried to come for Whoopi, you know. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, did you see that? Like, where she posts a Photoshop picture, and you know, or no, she shared a Photoshop picture, which is bullshit. Um, it's just like you trying to play the blame game now. Like, no, like you made up this shit, and you thought that you were going to continue to get away with it. And you know, I'm happy yeah. that a black woman you know, who's executive went ahead went ahead and got rid of it, even though, you know, she was the same person that Green lit it, but still, you know. How do you feel? Yeah, I I'm glad that it was canceled because this is setting an example. A B C they set an example and I think that's amazing. Um, it just shows, you know, hey, she's saying all of this shit, she this is her real thoughts. You know, she up there posting things like she has no consequences. Like she's like, like mm-hmm. bitch, we haven't even seen what you've been doing forever, and you want to sit up there and try and post some shit and think that you just gonna be all sweet, like everybody's gonna forgive and forgive. Like no, they was like, bitch, goodbye. And she was saucy, and she was extra saucy because she really did think shit. Like come on, you a grown ass old ass woman. You knew better when you before you you know, click the tweet. You know what I'm saying? To submit that shit. Like, why would you even do something like that? That's dumb. Like, for attention, to get people to watch the show, to see that you really are as ignorant as you are playing characters. No, her white ass like, just got on. a lot of time on her hands, and, you know, well, she's she crazy, too. <laughs> right. Because you're done. Like, you're done. And, and, you know, this is one thing that I appreciate about, you know, this whole movement of the alt-right. Now we see who you are. You know, and it's funny because I was just having a conversation with, like, you know, my close friends yesterday. And, um, you know, we talked about, like, some former associates that, you know, at one point that we really fuck with. And then, you know, this whole election of Trump, you know, seeing their true viewpoints or whatever. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. I'm glad now that I know that, bitch, you weren't my friend. Like, you were one of these people, like, you don't truly view me as an equal, you know? So, mm-hmm. Roseanne's done, you know? I mean, she's going to have that large fan base, but as far as, like, you know, she's not... Nobody else is going to be pushing for her. It's going to be hard for her to get work, you know? Yeah. But I'm sure she's sitting yeah. on millions, you know, which sucks. But I just feel bad for, like, you know, uh, black people that she abandoned in her fan base. You know, like, my sister, she was a huge fan of Roseanne. I talked about this before, you know? So... Yeah. Um, you know how how hurt she was. She talked to me about it, like how how sad she felt that you know that Roseanne was going wow. this way. So, I mean, it's what crazy, can you do? but it's just in their DNA. That's just what yeah. it is. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're Animals. gonna go ahead and <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next Animals. topic, y'all. All right, y'all. Next topic um and this is according to the root uh the NAACP has joined with a couple 
and another man to sue the city of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and its police department over what they seen the discriminatory treatment of thousands of black motorcycling enthusiasts who descend on the city for Black Bike Week on Memorial Day weekend each year. As it happens, there are two motorcycle festivals held in Myrtle Beach during May. A week before the Atlantic, the Atlantic Beach Bike Fest, a.k.a. Black Bike Week, the city hosts the Harley-Davidson Spring Rally, a.k.a. Bike Week, which is primarily attended by white motorcycle clubs, those pillars of community not known for violence at all. And we will say not, you know, with asterisks. Um, the federal lawsuit brought by Cedric and Leslie Stevenson of Suwannee, Georgia, and Samuel Jones of Chicago, the city of Myrtle Beach, um, institutes a strict and burdensome traffic plan, a one-way 23-mile loop taking traffic outside of the city and back, as well as a heavy police presence only during bike fest. Um, there are no traffic restrictions in place for Harley Week, although the two events are similar in size, scope, and incidents, according to Anson Asaka, Associate General Counsel of the National NAACP and one of the attorneys in the lawsuit. Basically, it comes down to the equality and justice, Asaka said to The Root. We have a situation where we have two bike festivals, one which is predominantly white and then a predominantly African-American event, but the city treats the event separately and unequally. The plaintiffs in the current lawsuit, the Stevenson's attended Bike Fest in 2016 and were caught in a traffic loop for hours after leaving a restaurant, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports. Later during the festival, they left a restaurant without eating because they were afraid that they would get caught in the loop again and their fear of getting caught in a 23-mile route um, dictated their actions for the remainder of the festival. According to the lawsuit, the Stevenson's were at the festival with Leslie Stevenson's 70-year-old mother and they did not want to leave her alone for an extended amount of time. So they decided to only go to restaurants and attractions that were within walking distance of their hotel. They felt humiliated and frustrated because the traffic loop forced them to restrict their activities. The city's efforts are having the exact effect they are intended to have, making African-Americans bikers um, feel harassed, humiliated, and unwelcome, the lawsuit says. Asaka, who says the NAACP has brought in legal law enforcement and traffic experts to study and monitor both events, says that not only do businesses in Myrtle Beach close or charge higher prices during Black Bike Week, but the city also brings in hundreds of cops um, from all over the state during the Memorial Day weekend. So you have a situation where you have a strong police presence at a large black event, and with that comes more stops, more harass, more harassment, he says. The day after NAACP brought its most recent lawsuit against the city and police department, Myrtle Beach Mayor Brenda Bethune said at a February 28th city council meeting that public safety was the city's top priority. Um, in 2014, three men were killed in a shooting incident during Black Bike Week, but Myrtle Beach Police spokesman Captain David Nipes said he could not confirm that the shootings were directly linked to the bike fest. Um, Asaka counters that the public safety argument is dubious at best. The fact of the matter is putting people in a 23-mile traffic loop has no relationship to stopping violence, has no relationship to, to crime pre prevention. He says, this is a long history of a pattern of discrimination in Myrtle Beach. We've had a prior case against the city. And in that case, after the parties have been through significant discovery, the judge in the case, um, Chief United States District uh, Court Judge Terry Wooten, ruled that the two events were similar in nature and that race was likely a motivating factor behind the setup of the traffic pattern. 
The AJC reports that when the NAACP sued the city in 2003 over a previous traffic plan for Bike Fest, uh, the U.S. District Court required the city to have the same traffic plans for Bike Fest and Harley Week. That 2005 requirement expired in 2015, and when the new traffic plan was instituted for Bike Fest, it was even more restricted than the previous one. And yet, according to a Myrtle Beach business owner, a gun store owner at that, police let participants do what they will do on Harley Week. There's a general air of lawlessness in the area, said Will, about owner of Coastal Sports to Myrtle Beach Online. The highway patrol is allowing people to cross Highway 17 with open beverages. Um, the Horry County Police is letting people walk up and down Highway 17 with liquor and beer. We've seen nudity, public urination, public wow. defecation, and all the police are doing is standing in one place and letting everyone go by and break the law. Wow. <clears throat> The Stevensons, they have an amazing case. Um, they definitely should have won. Um, this is this is crazy to me, but it's, it's not uncommon. And it's such that um, in 2015, how it used to be ran out, even though they were really restricted back then, it's even more restrictions now. This is just a, another discrimination and, and show how racist, people can really be, especially when it comes down to, like, police officers in their divisions. Like, are you really bringing cops from all over the state to, to, to come and help out with bike fest? But when it comes down to Harley Fest, there's, you know what I'm saying, minimal, this and that, that, and other, you know, the restrictions that, they're, that they had following um, all the traffic. And, I mean, it's just crazy. It, that would be horrible and irritating. It's, and that's something I definitely wouldn't participate in. Um, this story kind of reminds me of another story that um, that happened with my old mentor. She um, she is a it was a, a really bad snowstorm and lots of cars that got stuck in this area. Like just kept getting stuck in this area, and so she called and she got a rate and they you know she was thinking that was kind of high, and so she had one of the employees call who was a Caucasian woman. And she said the same area, and a guy on the phone was like, wow, a lot of people are really getting stuck over there. And he gave her a different rate. And so she did that with a couple other people, too. And she realized that he was charging black people more than he was charging white people. So they end up suing, and they won. You know, but that's just, I mean, it's crazy. And they really do need to, everything needs to be parallel. There shouldn't be any one uh, festival that's, worse than the other, and even with the whole, um, the shooting that happened, that couldn't even be related back to the bike fest, so it makes no sense. They they need to stop supporting motherfuckers, like you always say, Jen, that don't support them. You know, I wouldn't yeah. even go to fucking bike fest. We paying yes. all this extra money, all of this stuff, and it's like, for what? Like, when we're getting hounded by police officers, can't even eat where we want to go because mm-hmm. we don't want to get stopped. So what what did you think about all of this? Well, I don't fuck with Myrtle Beach in general. I've been a, I've been there a couple of times, and to me, it just kind of seems like trashy. Like the service isn't that great, um, mm. and you know, people are to me seem very like lazy. And I got that sort because it is South Carolina, even though it's the beach. You know, South Carolina. So I definitely felt you know a sense of you know not being wanted. You know there and. 
I remember mm-hmm. a few years back, me and Chris, because we just randomly were like, okay, well, let's just go away for the weekend. And we ended up going to Myrtle Beach. And it happened to be on Black Bike Week. And we didn't know that it was Black Bike Week. We were just like, well, let's go. And I and I, we so we were in that. Like, I remember it was this long-ass, like, drive through and it's like basically they want motherfuckers to like go in <laughs> like if they to if they were to come into Myrtle Beach to keep going like to not stop like they're oh, like wow. leave you know um but yeah I, I I got the same sense of vibes um there and I, I think it's like fucked up because I mean black bike week and white bike week is no difference it's all bikers like we're not looking at one like it's exactly. just super classy like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bikers in general, to me, stereotypically, I feel like are a mess and a handful. I don't know much about black bikers, but definitely when it comes to white bikers, I look at them as, you know, um, mm-hmm. dangerous and, and to make me uncomfortable. So um, I don't see how they were just letting them just run around shitting on grass and, you know, pissing right. and showing yeah. their titties and, you know, and want to have the super police presence for another you know it, it's it's fucked up and like you said you know and like i always say you know we, we can't you know i'm not fucking with myrtle beach no more you know i haven't been in a while i don't like myrtle beach to me it's to me it's just it's a mess like it's just it's yeah. disgusting you know and every time i went it's just like it's always been okay i just felt like i was in a mix of just a lot of nothing you know, a lot of people walking around doing nothing, <laughs> but I never was just like, oh, okay, you know, I love Myrtle Beach, like, let's go back, like, no, mm. I don't like Myrtle Beach, y'all, mm. but that's it. All right, y'all, well, that's it, we're going to go ahead and move on to that next topic. Okay, so according to Gizmodo.com, a hacker managed to take control of the official Twitter account for Buffalo Wild Wings Friday night and fired off multiple crude and racist tweets, including one that claimed to give out the secret recipe for the company's wings, which it also turned out to apparently be Tommy's cum. The hackers started their tweet Twitter tirade for Wild Wings and it verified the account, which has more than 700,000 followers, sometimes around 7.30 p.m. ET. The hacker, who also has yet to be identified, managed to spew six tweets before either dropping the act or losing access to the account. The tweets were quickly deleted, but not before being preserved via screenshot. Um, Jen, have you had an opportunity to see those tweets? No, not... Um... Other than the tweet that you had seen me where they were just like, we hate all niggers, whatever. I kind of knew, you know, when I seen that, that it was some someone being hacked. Because it's just like, seriously, like, come on. Like, why would Buffalo Wild Wings, you know? Right. When they sell chicken wings, say some shit like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, you know, so, I, I didn't pay too much attention to it. You know, I'm glad they got on top of it. And, you know, I hope that they are able to track this person down. And sue the shit out of them because that that's not a good look, you know, especially in this racial climate right now, you know, for people to say anything. And I'm sure there are going to be people that believe that it was someone on the inside. But I do believe that they were hacked. Like, why why would they say some shit like that on, on the right on the Twitter? So like, let that me makes tell no you what the six sense. tweets were, Jen. Okay. So one of them is Tommy thinks that glove is a bald midget with a small dick. Um. 
Reminder that Melanie McCann has been missing for nine years. Fuck niggas. Um, reminder that at Wendy's touches kids. Reminder that at Tarshay Shed is a racist coon. CX in the chat, boys. Uh, another one is our secret recipe is Tommy's cum. Thanks. What makes our that's what makes our wings so good. And the last one was fucking niggas. I hate them. So when contacted about this incident, a spokesperson for Buffalo Wild Wings confirmed to Gizmodo that the company's account was hacked. Um, the statement was Twitter was hacked. We're sorry that our fans had to see those awful posts, which obviously did not come from us. We are in touch with Twitter representatives and will pursue the appropriate action against the individuals individuals involved. Did you say not not obviously? I said not fans, like they celebrity shop. Yes, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> guess your clients. Like, right, right, right. Customers, Exactly. So that's pretty much it with that. And as Jen mentioned, like, why would he, why does he think that, you know, this will even, like, you know, why would Buffalo Wild Wings even risk, you know, losing, you know, all of their customers, you know, over some nonsense? But, yeah, I'm sure they were hacked. And like Jen mentioned also, I hope they do find the individual that did this. And we're going to go ahead and move on to the next set. Oh, go ahead, Jen. Sorry. No, who the fuck is Tommy? Who the fuck is Tommy? Oh, they said, okay, okay. So they said they don't know who Tommy is, but they referred to Tommy and this person named Glove. And, like, they kept uh, referring to Tommy. And the only thing that they know is Glove is is a bald midget with a small dick. And it's just like they don't know like what the hell was going on, but it was bizarre. <laughs> yes, that's very weird. Very weird. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Next topic. And this is according to ABC11.com. Body and dash cam video has been released showing a confrontation between officers and a Raleigh man during arrest back in April. Um, The video shows the arrest of Kyron Hinton. Um, The two state troopers involved in the arrest, Tabitha Davis and Michael Blake, as well as Wake Deputy Cameron Broadwell, have been charged with assault with a deadly weapon. Um, The NCAACP responded to the video released in a news conference Wednesday afternoon. I don't believe the conduct coming from a law enforcement officer was conduct officer, said the Reverend Anthony Spearman of the NAACP in North Carolina. Uh, there was a very clear element of dehumanization, and the dehumanizing element did not come from Mr. Hinton. Hinton was not present at the news conference. Uh, in response to the video release, Raleigh police released a statement saying, in part, that as with any situation where a citizen is injured, this matter is of great concern. As with any situation uh, where, a great, uh, where a citizen is injured, this matter is of great concern to the Raleigh Police Department. Uh, this matter was proactively referred to the Wake County District Attorney's Office for Independent Review. Both the department and all RPD officers involved in this incident have fully cooperated with the District Attorney's Office and the State Bureau of Investigation in the criminal, in the criminal investigation of this incident. Uh, the Raleigh Police Department is confident that the judicial process will be thorough and will follow the facts of this case wherever they lead. We will remain cooperative and transparent. 
some say that Jim Crow is over, and I'm here to tell you that it's still in our midst. Uh, Spearman also said the grand jury indictment said Blake and Davis hit Henson with their flashlights, causing serious injury. It also stated that Brawler assaulted Henson with his hands and a police canine, causing injury that resulted in Henson's hospitalization. Uh, no one knows what Kyron has been through, said Diana Powell of Raleigh-based Justice Serve. If law enforcement is there to protect and serve, they didn't do that night. And for him now to process this mentally, spiritually, and physically, that is a tough battle for him. A Wake County judge ordered the law enforcement agencies last week to release the videos. Hinton admits he was drunk and waving his hands that night, upset because he had just lost money at a sweepstakes parlor. I had been drinking and had a crisis that night, but I didn't do anything to law enforcement, and I was no threat. And again, the video will show that, and he told this to ABC as well. Um, the three police agencies at the scene of the arrest didn't object to the release of the dash and body camera video, but asked the judge to also authorize them to release audio recordings, including police radio traffic and 9-11 calls. 9 calls, I'm sorry. Uh, 21 bites and several cuts on his skull. The video speaks for itself. It is what lawyers call best evidence. And this is from Portia Rossell of the North Carolina NAACP. We are watching closely. We are staying awake. Nobody is sleeping on this. An attorney for the Wake County Sheriff's Office said he hoped people will watch and listen to all the recordings before passing judgment on the actions of the officers. We just would ask that if you do decide to release it, that we release all of it. Um, said Paul Gessner. If you want to ask somebody to put together a puzzle, you need to give them all the pieces of the puzzle. But yeah. I agree. So do you think that with that last statement that you just said, that it's a possibility that the police officers are going to be seeing or taking pieces out of the videos or something like that that I didn't think that. I I just think that that they are going to feel like, okay, well, you know, you know how the masses feel about the fucking police and that, you know, that they're to protect and serve and that they're looking for the benefits Mm -hmm. and they, you know, their safety was compromised. I watched the clips of those videos and they beat that man the fuck up, you know, and that's why I I talked about it. You know, I I was at um, Chris's dad barbershop and, um, it randomly came on when, because um, it was like breaking news when uh, the conference, and I was like, "What is going on? I didn't hear about this or whatever." And like they attacked that man, like they slaughtered that man, and it was literally like six people, and it was and it was fucked up because it was included, like it was a black woman, like it was a black police officer that huh? was with them too. Yeah, yeah, wow. and um. You know, I, I do think that these people should be prosecuted because, it, like, they mishandled the situation. Like, it don't take all of y'all to use that, right. you know, excessive force. You know, uh, to me, I, I just felt like it was wrong watching it. It was you, like they sick the dog on him. Like, it was like, get him, get him, yeah, get him. Once get him. Good boy, good boy. The dog straight biting him the fuck up. It was horrible, Angelica, you know, watching what that. What type of injury like, do Um... To me, I didn't, I didn't, they didn't show pictures of his injuries, but um, when he was, he was not at the actual, um, the actual meeting where they were like talking about yeah. it or whatever. But, you know, when he was talking to the press, the, he looked swole the fuck up. Yeah, definitely. He looked like oh, there was yeah. shit wrong with him. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like his eye was swole or some shit like that. But, you know, it was, it was sad to watch. And I was just like, wow, like here in, the triangle, you know, this is 
you know, this is, I, you know, I live in Durham, which is like right next door. Yeah. Like to me, I yeah. look at Raleigh Durham as like Twin Cities. Like, you know, people that are from here look at it as totally different. But as a transplant, to me, this shit is all the same. You know, so that could have been me or that could have been one of my friends, you know, yeah, just exactly. being a little drunk, talking too much and, and you get attacked for that. You know, I, I just don't feel like no matter what this man did, you know, unless he pulled out a whole weapon on y'all, should it have went to that far? Now, if one of y'all needs him to fuck up and, you know what I'm saying, slam him to the ground. Okay. You know, because he's. And, and and that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like with police officers, they just don't want to hear back talk from niggas, yeah. like from black people. Like, it don't even be the fact that, you know, you feel like you're in danger. It's just like, I feel like they feel like, how can you as a nigger talk to me in, in that demeanor? <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, you know, um, but it, it bothered me, you know, and that's why I, I wanted to talk about it on the show. Like, I was just like, wow, yeah. like, they real life put hands and feet on this man. Yeah, like, I hope he, he gets everything that he needs. Okay, exactly. so medical bills, his attorney fees, and then just live life of lavish. Definitely, um, child. Yeah, like, because they been on that man like he was, what's his name, Rodney King, child? That shit was yeah. cra- see, and I don't crazy. Like stuff like that. Like, I don't want to see nothing like that, at least not right now. I don't, I don't, and this is the thing is, I don't, it was on the news, like, you know what I'm saying, they were showing the video, I didn't, I didn't Google this shit, like, it was literally on the news, because it was like, um, it was a press conference, and it was like breaking news, the whole press conference with the NAACP in North Carolina, but yeah, no, like, I, I was just, like, disgusted seeing that, you know, and, and the fact that he wanted to say the whole story, it don't matter what the fuck this man did, if he didn't put hands and, pins and feet on y'all, I would not, conduct the same shit like that real life out here on the run is a cop killer who is white somebody that got that got the chance to kill a whole cop a white right. man like come on mm-hmm. that's crazy that's crazy y'all well you know keep him in your prayers and not only that but just be careful you know just be careful because these cops be out here ruthless as hell so, I mean, we got our good ones, but it's a lot of crooked ones out there, too. Y'all seen four brothers. It's seen four brothers. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. According to Metro.com.uk, the Victoria's Secret model has been faced with speculation that she's dating the NBA star following his split from Tanisha. Now, that person is Jenner, Kylie Jenner. So um, after the story emerged, the parent knew the parent new lovebirds. Um, you know the pretty much uh, <laughs> pretty much Tanache. She was you know irritated because um, she pretty much was saying that their relationship had been going on longer than it had been. Obviously, because how can you just you can't overlap romances like that. So her brother hopped on Twitter, and he wrote, never met you before in my life, days after you broke my fifth heart, you do this. And then he also wrote, people all lied on her, talking fake news about my sis, doing Kardashian shit. You cheat on her with the Jenner six. While responding to another user, he also said, they broke up Sunday, my guy. You literally don't know anything. Stay quiet about this six. He then later added, 
started to blow up y'all Twitter, everyone. Um, it was actually the only way to defend my sister against this bullshit. So the drama kicked off after Page Six had reported that Ben and Kendall, um, yeah, Kendall, sorry, y'all, not Kylie, I'm tripping. So Ben and Kendall had been seeing each other for a few weeks when the rumored lovebird spotted was spotted um, going to lunch date earlier in the L.A. week. However, they didn't appear to be, you know, dating each other or following each other on social media um, while the Philadelphia 76er star uh, was following his ex deal on Instagram. But Tanache, she last shared a photo or she was a selfie um, with her and him a month ago. Now she's showing a whole different side of her. She's sharing photos of her in a bikini on Snap and on Instagram. And alongside the upload, she told her 2.2 million followers, I set the I set the bar, I'm the fucking bar. And that's just it. She don't, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I feel some type of way. My brother feels some type of way. But guess what, bitch? I'm going to do good with or without you. How'd you feel? That's it. That's it. I, you know... I feel bad for Miss Tinashe because she can't catch a break. Like, she's a bad bitch. Like, her music's good. Like, she can sing. She can dance her ass off. Like, I really do feel like she's underrated, you know, as a talent. Like, I don't feel like people give her enough chance. Um, and it was funny because a few days ago, um, I was watching this video on on YouTube, and they were talking about why Tinashe hasn't broke. Like, what? why has she not been able to cross over and become, like, this household name as she deserves? And, um, like they were saying, like she isn't personable enough, and like people don't know a lot about her, and all they know is her song "Too On," really. Um, but it's just like, damn, like come on, like I, I just feel like she's just a bad bitch, like, and I don't, I don't get bad vibes from her. I don't feel like she's a bad person or no shit like that. Like you, real life are are seeking fame over, you know what I'm saying, like somebody real somebody that's out here right. like because she's low and that's the thing like she's low key like that's what they were saying like she's trying to work she's trying to get this music out she's trying to perform for you bitches but she's not in the tabloid she's not doing coke she's not falling out of clubs child and that's what you want like you want you want this a-list a-list lifestyle you want to be on e you want to be sitting next to kanye like you're not a real nigga like come on like how you right doing? exactly Leave a bad bitch. Like, Tinashe is a bad bitch. Like, come on. Like, that shit was whack as fuck. Like, I'm just, dis- I don't know this guy, so who cares? You know, <laughs> but I just hope Tinashe can bounce back and, you know, find her real nigga that's going to treat her like a queen. You know what I'm saying? Support her and, you know, be happy with everything, all the assets, because I know she gives it up in the bedroom. You can tell by how she dance, child. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, but it, but it's damn. Come on, you, Tina. I say for Kylie Jenner. Like seriously, no. You like you're whack, bro. Like, come on. How did you feel? <laughs> well, Jen, I think that you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. I really don't have anything else to say about it. Guys, okay, yeah, that's it. Nothing else. He's whack. <laughs> that's all, three. <laughs> That's it. So that's with that all. Being said, that's all, y'all. That's all. We're gonna move on to that last topic. Recently, insecure actress and comedian Amanda Seals revealed on her podcast Small Doses, Nas asked her to be his mistress while having dinner with her after an interview during his marriage to Khalees. After refusing, she feels he went 
and told Khalees, but flipped the script to make it seem as if she approached him for the proposition. Let me go ahead and play this clip for y'all. So I've seen that happen before. So, you know, here's some tea for you. I know you guys are perks. These ears are perking up. You ready? Ear perks? So recently, Khalees came out and talked about her relationship and her marriage with Nas and how, like, ridiculous it was in terms of how he treated her physically, emotionally, etc. So there was a time where Khalees was planning Nas's birthday party. And a week before, Nas and I had had dinner after I interviewed him at Sirius Satellite Radio. And I'd known him for years, and he had done a blurb on the back of my poetry book, and I had finally gotten the book and was showing it to him. So we're at the dinner, and he was like, you know, I'd, I'd like you to be my mistress. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? What are you talking about? And he was like, you know, um, I, 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 you know, I, I have a proposition for you. And I was like, brother, first of all, no. Second of all, you already have a light-skinned, loud-mouthed, curly-haired woman. Why, if you were going to get a mistress, would you double up? That don't make no sense. Why would you do that? And he was like, you right. You right. You know what? You you two in the mix for me anyway. I'm like, great, puffy vest. Great. But a week later, it was his birthday party, and I got word from my publicist that apparently Khalees had asked for me not to be allowed to go to the party. That The publicist for the party had reached out to my publicist and said Amanda is banned from the party. Now, to this day, I don't know if that is even 1,000% true, but part of me felt like he preemptively said to her, like, oh, Amanda Seals tried to holler at me or Amanda Diva tried to holler at me. And, you know, she was, like, acting upon that and being like, nah, get her out of here, just so that if I ever came to her and spilled the beans, he would have already had his foothold in there. There's some tea for you. Next question. That is some bullshit. That's some bullshit. Like, he was smart for doing that, but that's some bullshit. And I, I believe, though I don't know them, I believe that story. You know what I'm saying? And women are so quick sometimes to believe their man. You know, their man, like, oh, she did what? Like, oh, oh hell no. You know, and this supposed to be your friend and woo, woo, woo. You know what I'm saying? But I hope now, like, hopefully she'd be like, because it's like, okay, I haven't fucked her own eyes in forever. You know, so now that she came out, if I tell the real story, hopefully she reaches out to her. And I apologize because that's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to ban me from the fucking party because your man lied on me? Like, fucking, I want to go to that funky-ass party anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. You know, it's funny. I didn't even think about that. But that's true. Like, she should have, you know what I'm saying, reached out to her and been like, oh, bitch, my bad. Like, I definitely, he told me something totally different. He said that you wanted him, you know. But, I mean, I I believe Amanda Seals. Like, you know. And I feel like that is the reason why for so long, you know, because she, she's been in the industry forever. Like, she's a Columbia graduate, you know, super talented. She's beautiful. She can sing. You know, she can act. She's a comedian. Like, she has all the facets down packed. But, you know, um, the same thing as with Tinashe. Like, she hasn't, you know, reached the masses in the way that she should have. And I think because she may have pissed people off with, you know, her honesty, you know, and mm-hmm. I can see her telling him, like, nigga, no. Because um, a few yeah, months back, I would say in, like, December. Right <laughs> huh? Yeah. Like, in December, she had talked about how um, Russell Simmons, when she was on The Breakfast Club, and they were asking her about this whole Me Too movement and Russell Simmons. And she had brought up the fact that, do you, I don't know, we mm-hmm. talked about on the show when yeah, um, she had said, like, he asked her, uh, did we fuck in a room full of people? 
Like, yep. mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When I, I feel like a lot of people would not have come out and said that, but she's just like, I don't care. Like, I don't have anything to lie about. Like, I'm going to keep it real, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, Nas was definitely fucked up for that, you know, on both ends. For, yeah. for one, trying to plot and plan to cheat on his wife, and then for two, running back to his wife to make it seem exactly. like it's not totally true. So he had uh, to, he had to do something because the way her and her, the way she was going off on his ass. What the fuck are you talking about right now? You already got a loud mouth, light skin, curly head, like going in on his. You right, you right. Yeah, you too much in that shit. Let me uh, tell my wife real quick. Because um, I don't want nothing bad to happen, you know. I don't want her to find out about it. So yeah, that to me makes a lot of sense why he went back and told Khalees for this bitch ass. But you know, that's what bitch niggas do. And that's it. That's it, y'all. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and move on to that confession question of the day. All right, y'all. Confession question of the day: Have you ever experienced a near death ex- uh, a near death experience? Have that ever happened to you? I know I have before. Jen, have you? So I would like to say so. Um, Knock on wood, because I don't ever want to be close to near death. Like, you know, I don't want any of that shit to happen. Right, right, right. I get it. Um, But I want to say, like, I I had two stories one time, and it's just like um, I was taking, like, swimming lessons at, like, the local YMCA, and somebody pushed me into the deep end. And nobody came and like got me out of the pool. I kind of had to get myself out the damn pool. Um, okay. I don't know if I was being dramatic. Yeah, it was like nine feet too, and I was like what seven, eight. Ain't nobody gonna um, save you. No, they pushed me. And they was just like, cause I was like, I wanted to get into the deep end, and they were just like, uh, this guy had pushed me in. And I'm trying to think, I don't know, I want to say he was like one of the camp, I want to say he was like one of the like leaders of it. And he was just like, you know, let me teach you, let me teach you, just hold your breath, just you, what you got to do is you got to hold your nose. And I guess he was just trying to make me like tough but at the same time. It's just like, nigga, like that's not how the fuck you do it. And he just pushed me and I remember getting up the pool and I was like hyperventilating and it was just a mess. And like he was kept all, he was like, I'm so sorry, like I'm so sorry. And I was just like crying and yeah, oh, and then God, I remember, no. yeah, no, it was horrible, nigga, and then I remember one time, um, I almost got kidnapped, and um, I feel like I told you this story before. I don't know. Okay, well, if I never told you, or and I'm sure I haven't so, said this on air, yeah, I was almost kidnapped as a child, like, when I was in middle school, um, I was doing, like, this fundraiser for school or whatever, and I was, you know, I was always lit. I was always a hustler, you know what I'm saying? I definitely was ready to sling these fucking candy bars and these M&Ms, you know, like a Coke dealer. Like, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck who you was. You want to buy one of these candy bars for a dollar? Because I got you, okay? But anyways, I remember uh, waiting on the bus stop, and, like, this white guy, he had saw, like, he saw it in my hand. He was like, you selling candy? Um... And, I mean, this is besides the point, but at the time I had, like, long hair, so I don't know if he thought I was a girl. I mean, it doesn't matter because I'm still clearly a child. Um, But um, I was like, yeah. And then he was like, what you saying? I was like, well, right now I only have M&Ms. And he was like, you got peanuts in it? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, I'm allergic to peanuts. And so he kept circling (laughs) the block. Like, he kept circling the block. Like, it was like three times, no lie. And I remember, like, um, I got kind of creeped out, but at the same time, I was just like, I don't know, like, maybe he's just doing the most, and so, um, I had, like, ended up, 
No, he ended up uh, being like, um, you know what? I'm just gonna buy just to support. And um, oh I have went what? over to his car. Yeah, like Gary selling the peanuts, and he like was butt ass naked, jacking off, dick hard as fuck. Opened the car door and like tried to pull me in, but at the same time the bus pulled up. And I ran on the bus and I was like, oh my God, like this guy. And I remember like the police came to my school and everything. Like it was just, and I don't know, that shit was terrifying. Like I was scared of white men for a long ass time behind that shit. Like any time I seen a story, white. but damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Like I remember like anytime I saw somebody white, like I was just like, I think that's the guy that like tried to kid him. <laughs> like I'm for real. Like I'm for real, but yeah. I, I, you know, and who knows what could have happened, you know, so Dang. I think those are my Why stories. Why was he naked? Like, what the hell? I mean, he, know? to me, like, thinking about now, he probably, yeah, he probably was just like a creep and like one of those, like, um, what, like, what they call them, like, flashers, like, people that just get off on having people watch them, like, get off, you know, which is, like, creepy as fuck, but, um, but yeah, like so, you know, I, at, I, at the did, time, did the bus driver see them? See him naked? Like, he, like he followed him. Like yeah, he was following him, and um, oh, I wow. really see um did the guy he just got off. No, like he did. He didn't get a chance to because I like pulled back. Like the door opened, he stuck his arm out. Like. And I was like, oh, shit. And I ran on the bus because the bus pulled up at the same time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. literally, it was God, like, literally at the same time, Angelica. Like, that shit was so, yeah. it was, like, I'm just like, damn, that bus would have been moving a little bit late. Like, who knows what the fuck could happen? But, yeah, I think mm-hmm. those are, like, Crazy. yeah, my two little, yeah. But what about you? Wow. Well, I only have one story that I can really remember. Um, and it's when I, I think I then you know about the story. I probably even told you guys before. I was uh, really young, and um, my sister was even younger, and we were going up to the school. I guess to sign my cousin up for school or whatever. And um, there was this lady. She was walking. She had some the big grapes in her, in her bowl, and my sister just dug in a lady bowl and just grabbed a handful of grapes. <laughs> she was like, I don't know, like maybe one or two, maybe she was like one or two, something like that, and. My mom smacked her hand. I was like, no, 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 no. And um, the lady was like, oh, no, it's okay. She can have a break. And so we all was able to get a grape. Well, I popped my grape in my mouth, and next thing you know, that bitch is in my throat. And um, my mom and all my cousins and everybody in front of me, and my mom, you know, she checking back, like, come on, y'all, let's go. And I come up the stairs and stuff, and, like, I'm, like, holding my neck. And so my mom, she moved my hands from my neck. And, like, you could just see the grape. Like, I'm so damn skinny. You could just see the grape just stuck in my damn throat. And, like, I'm, like, trying to, like, get the grape out. My eyes are watering and stuff. My mom was just like, oh, my God. She, like, tried to do the Heimlich maneuver on me. And that didn't work. So, nigga, she chopped me in my neck. (laughs) She just chopped my neck. Just like that. And the grape bust. And it went down my throat. And I was finally able to breathe again. And I was, like, just crying. I couldn't breathe. My mom, she was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like that. And then she had to tell my dad about it and stuff. And he was just like, you know, got to be careful. Almost lost you. You know, this and that, that and another. So that was crazy. That was crazy. But that was my only near-death experience. And I hope it is the only one. You know, I don't want to have to go through anything like that again. So other than that, 
You guys, we're going to go ahead and end the show. But, Jen, do you have anything that you're confessing your love for this evening? I want to confess my love for, you know, just hoping that I can be consistent. And I'm back on this fitness thing. I'm not eating right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not watching what I drink and no shit like that. But I'm at least trying to go to the gym. I went to the gym four times this week. And I just want to be more consistent with it so I can be lit out here. And um, that's pretty much it. Are you confessing your love for for anything, Miss Angel Vondrina? Just really honestly, guys, thank you all for putting up with our crazy antics and our stutters and us up there messing up and this and that, that and other, and just continuing to support. And I just want to say, I'm confessing my love for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to us on all the channels and just weighing in on y'all opinion on what the hell we doing on this show. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, that's it. Thank you all so much. Thank you all for listening to the show this evening. You all can expect to hear from us next Sunday, June 10th, at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from you. So don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe, tag us in the drama, and send us your confessions at confessions at number 2us at gmail.com. This is your host, Angel Bunting. And I'm your host, Jeno Cello, and you are listening to the one and the only confession session. Good night, man. Good night, Janet. Oh my God! Here you go. Just pull this in again.